Welcome to the Crossroads Church Podcast. You're about to hear a message that we hope will inspire, encourage, and challenge you to grow closer to God. So sit back, prepare your heart, and see where God can take you. This past week, um, Thibodeau looked out his window across the street at Boudreaux's house. Boudreaux was out in his driveway, and he was filling his driveway up with all kind of stuff, man. He he, he had brought his, um, his patio furniture out there in the driveway. He had parked his lawnmower. He had put all kind of his, his lawn equipment out there, uh, just all kind of stuff. He's just bringing it and setting it in the driveway. And Thibodeau's curiosity got the best of him, so he crossed the street. He said, Boudreaux, what are you doing? And uh, he said, are you having a garage sale? Boudreaux said, no. He said, well, what's all this about? He said, well, he said, my son just recently got his driver's license and he's there in the house right now getting ready. He's gonna be able to take his girlfriend out on his first date where he's driving. And Thibodeau said, well, that's awesome, but what's all this? He goes, well, ever since he was a little boy, every day when I come home from work, I've had to move his toys and his sports equipment and stuff that he's left in the driveway so that I could get into the garage. I was just making the driveway ready for his first trip. <laughs> come on, y'all. How many know what goes around comes around, right? What goes around comes around. That's really what I want to talk to you about today. I want to share a message with you today and next week, kind of a little abbreviated message series, but I want to talk to you about the principle of seed time and harvest. Seed time and harvest. That's what I want to talk to you about, and I know that most of us have an awareness of it. Just by nature itself, we realize that seed, when it's sown, produces some form of harvest. We know that this concept is true, uh, but today I want you to consider with me that it is a, a spiritual law, that beyond just the laws of nature, that the idea of seed time and harvest is actually a, a spiritual law that is absolutely inescapable. And even though I think many times we acknowledge that this law exists, that when you sow something, you're always going to reap something, that, that all seed is going to come back in the form of some kind of harvest. Even though we acknowledge that mentally, I think many times we live as though we have no knowledge of it at all. We live in such a haphazard fashion. We don't put any kind of intentionality into what we're sowing. And then many times, what we reap, what we deal with in the form of some kind of harvest that maybe isn't pleasant, something that we you know, would have never wished upon ourselves, we many times will have some kind of offense towards God. God, how could you let this happen? Lord, why am, why am I going through this? And we never even stop to consider, well, no, this is just the harvest on what you sowed a week ago or a month ago, a year ago, or a decade ago. Or many times, we'll look at what we're going through and, and we'll blame it on the devil. And we'll say, man, you know, uh, here's the enemy just coming to steal, to kill, and to destroy, just like Jesus said that he would. But I, I fear that too often we make his job way too easy for him because what we're encountering isn't necessarily an attack from the enemy. It's just a harvest on the wrong kind of seed sown in our past. I'm waiting on somebody to help me out here today. So we've got to be mindful of this. We've got to get conscientious about it. We've got to show some real intentionality about the seed that we're sowing. I want to take you to Genesis chapter 8. Genesis 
that very first book of the Bible, chapter eight, and I, I wanna read to you the words of God himself. God is speaking here in the eighth chapter of the book of Genesis in verse 22, and here's what he declares, as long as the earth endures. Seed time and harvest, cold and heat, summer and winter, day and night will never cease. And the Bible here introduces us to an inescapable rhythm of how one thing happens and then it's always followed by the next thing. That when we sow seed, harvest is going to come based on the seed that's been sowed. And that this is, again, a spiritual law, much like the laws of gravity work. If I, if I step off this stage, I'm gonna fall on my face. That's just the reality of the law of gravity. And what we have here even beyond the natural law of sowing and reaping. We know that if we sow corn, we're gonna reap corn, right? There's gonna be a harvest of what we've sown. In fact, that's one of the most important things to recognize about this law of seed time and harvest is that seed produces according to its own kind. You don't plant corn and reap potatoes, right? And this, this whole concept of seed time and harvest transcends the natural existence that we have and it moves on into every realm of our existence. So seed time and harvest isn't just something that happens in your fields, it's something that happens in your relationships. It's something that happens in your emotions and your mental well-being. It's something that happens spiritually. It is a spiritual law. Seed time and harvest is a fundamental, eternal, spiritual principle. It's inescapable. It is as certain as day and night. Just like night follows day, just like winter follows summer, you can count on it. Whatever you've sown, hey, church, that's what you're going to reap. And I know we mentally acknowledge that but I wonder how many of us are living as though it's just not true. We're, we're living with an expectation of actually harvesting something different than what we've sown. We sow the wrong kind of seed and expect the right kind of harvest. But again, seed can only produce according to its own kind. So if you sowed wrong seeds, you're gonna get the wrong harvest. I'm waiting, I'm waiting, I'm waiting. So we've gotta be mindful about this. We've gotta get intentional about this. And the Holy Spirit moves on the Apostle Paul to address this in his letter to the Galatians there in the New Testament. And I wanna turn your attention to Galatians chapter six and verse seven. And it's so important that you lean into this concept with me. And I want you to see how the Holy Spirit inspires Paul to present this truth to us, this whole truth that, hey, seed time and harvest is an eternal, inescapable spiritual law. Here's what Paul writes. He says, do not be deceived. God is not mocked. He says, do not be deceived. God is not mocked for you reap whatever you sow. If you've sown something, you know you had no business sowing, but you're expecting to reap something different. You're trying to mock God. And friend, look at me. You're never gonna make a mockery of God. Amen. You might put it this way. God is watching over the seed you've sown in a judiciary way. He's going to make sure what you've sown is gonna come back in the form of harvest. It's always going to come back in the form of harvest 
determined by what type of seed has been sown. And God will not be marked. Now, again, this is something that's so common to us, something that we see as such a reality. It's like all of mankind acknowledges this in one way or another. Even other religions acknowledge this. The Hindus have what they call karma. What they call karma according to the truth of scripture, is just the law of sowing and reaping. That's all it is. Your brother-in-law talks about it on these terms. What goes around comes around. Listen, that's not just brother-in-law logic. That's spiritual law. That's spiritual law judicated by by God himself. He's going to make sure that what's been sown is what's going to be reaped. It's officiated by God. Now, There are a couple of things, again, even though this is a subject that may be common to you, if you've been around the Bible at all, if you've been around church life at all, I know this isn't something you've never heard about, but there are some aspects of it that, man, I've just been so moved. Uh, Over the last several weeks, I've been so moved in my own life personally about really taking a, a closer look at this spiritual law. And I felt led by the Holy Spirit pastorally to get you to do the same with me. So I wanna bring out a couple of things about this law of seed time and harvest with you that we can consider together and, and hopefully become much more intentional than we have been as it relates to what we're sowing. Now, the most important form of seed time and harvest is spiritual. I mentioned we see it in nature. You know, you can't drive anywhere in Acadiana without seeing these harvests of crops. And much like Matt mentioned earlier in the service, we know that those harvests there on those farm are the result of seed that has been sown. But what we never stop to consider is uh, how this transcends nature itself and becomes something that is a reality for us relationally, emotionally, financially. And so I want you to acknowledge that with me today. Seed, time, and harvest is gonna show up in every aspect of your existence. However, the most important form of seed time and harvest is spiritual. Paul goes on in Galatians chapter six and verse eight, and here's what he says. He says, whoever sows to please their flesh from the flesh will reap destruction. You see what happens when we sow to please the fallen nature, the flesh is the way the Bible refers to it. When we sow seed, to try to appease our fallen nature. And we sow seed by doing things we know God doesn't want us to do. What's the harvest going to be? The Bible said it's gonna be destruction. You can rebuke the devil all you want. You can question God, why did you let this happen all you want? This is your harvest on what you sowed. If you're sowing to the flesh, it's all you can expect is to reap, according to the Bible, you're gonna reap destruction. Now, we know we have an enemy, and Jesus said that thief, our enemy, wants to steal, kill, and to destroy. But again, can I just assert that far too often, we're making his job easy. He doesn't have to lift a finger. He's able to see the kind of destruction he wants to see in our life by our own doing. Paul warns us, he says, listen, whoever sows to please their flesh from the flesh will reap destruction. Whoever sows to please the Spirit, come on, that's a whole different type of seed. And we have the capacity, every one of us as followers of Jesus, 
have the capacity to sow to the Spirit day in and day out. So listen very much. Listen to what he says. He says, whoever sows to please the Spirit from the Spirit will reap eternal life. I don't know about you, but I want that life. I want life and more abundant. Like Jesus said, I could know, I could have, I could live out to the glory of God. But that abundant life is going to come in the form of a harvest based on what I'm sowing day in and day out. What are you saying, Jeff? What's, what's the Bible saying here? Sow gossip. If you sow gossip, you're gonna reap severed relationships. Some of you are dealing with it right now. If you sow lies, you're gonna reap distrust. But just like those bad seeds come back in the form of a harvest that we don't want, good seed is gonna come back in a harvest all of us want. If you sow kindness, you're gonna reap friendship. If you sow prayer, you're gonna reap provision. If you sow praise, you're gonna reap the presence of God. And here's the good thing about his presence. In his presence, there's fullness of joy. And that's what God wants your life full of. He wants you full of joy, unspeakable and full of glory. But it happens as a result of sowing and reaping. I say all of this to remind us all today. Listen to me. Everything we do should be considered through the lens of seed time and harvest. Everything we do should be considered through the lens of seed time and harvest. Before I do anything, before I take any action, before I react to anything that's happened to me, I need to stop and consider what's the seed I'm getting ready to sow? What form of harvest will come back as a result of this seed that I'm about to sow. Do you understand what I'm saying to you? Before I answer that email, before I comment on that social media post, I need to stop and consider what form of harvest is this seed going to produce? Before I say something to someone that I'm gonna deeply regret, I need to stop and consider what will be the harvest that comes to my life as a result of this seed that I'm sowing. Now, here's one more concept that I really want you to wrap your heart around with me on today as it relates to this eternal, inescapable law of seed time and harvest. Here's what I want you to know. All time is seed time. All time is seed time. Because our familiarity with the concept of seed time and harvest is often limited to the natural world, we tend to think of it as a seasonal thing because there's a, se a season for sowing and then the season follows for reaping or for harvest, right? But as it relates to the spiritual aspect of this eternal law, you need to know all time is sowing. You're sowing constantly, Day in and day out, with everything you do, every decision you make, every action that you take, every word that you're speaking, you're sowing a seed. Let me put it this way. Even when you're doing nothing, you're sowing a seed. And the harvest that you're gonna get back on doing nothing is nothing. And some of you are dealing with that nothingness right now. Now, I'm not saying to you that there's not a time when it's not I'm not saying there's not a time when it's, uh, when it's not appropriate to rest, but that's, that's a form of seed. That's different from just idleness. 
Rest is intentional. I'm resting, and the seed I'm sowing in rest, I'm going to reap in the form of rejuvenation, right? But there's intentionality to that. When you just do nothing in the form of idleness, it's always going to come back in the form of a very destructive nothing. And some of you are dealing with that right now. You feel so void of any purpose, any meaning, any fulfillment, any joy, and it's simply because of all the nothingness that you've been sowing. When God said you need to step up and bear fruit because that fruit will fill your life with joy unspeakable and full of glory. Now, all time, all time is seed time. Every day, every hour, every moment, we are sowing seed. And we do it so flippantly. We give no consideration whatsoever to what we're saying, what we're throwing out there, what we're doing. We never even stop to think, this is, this is seed. And this seed is going to come back into my life in some kind of, of harvest form. Listen to Revelation 20, verse 12. John is writing here by inspiration. He's just been given from God a revelation of heaven, how it works, what it's gonna be like. And here's what he says in Revelation 20, verse 12. He said, I saw the dead, both great and small, standing before God's throne, and the books were opened, including the book of life, and the dead were judged according to what they had done as recorded in the books. Do you understand what the Bible's telling us here? Right now, God's books are open. Everything you've done this past week, everything you've said, every action you've taken, every reaction you've, you've, you've had to things that have happened to you, it's all been written down as God, in a judiciary way, sees to it that your harvest is coming based on what's written in that book because these are seeds that you've sown. Now, I promise we don't live with that kind of reality in mind. We're far too flippant about what we're doing and how we're doing it. So we are sowing constantly. We are constantly sowing. And, and let me just say this. Again, I think because of our familiarity with, with this whole principle of seed time and harvest, we think of it in seasons. And so we get real intentional periodically with some form of seed. But what we want is consistent harvest, don't we? We want to consistently be blessed. We want to consistently know God's favor. Am I, am, am I the only one? All of us feel that way? Well, then we've got to consistently be sowing for that. That can't be hit and miss. We don't want our blessing, our provision. We don't want God's favor to be something hit and miss within our life. So our sowing must be the same. It must be consistent if we're gonna ever have any kind of real consistency in our harvest. So let me, let me make one more observation with you here. How much we sow determines how much we reap. Now, that's something the Bible makes absolutely clear. In his second letter to the church at Corinth, Paul addresses this. He addresses it within the context of finances, but it transcends the financial realm. And, and, and in a transcending way, it's just as real emotionally, relationally, spiritually. I could go on and on and on. But notice the concept that Paul introduces. How much we sow determines how much we reap. 2 Corinthians 9 verse 6 says, remember this, whoever sows sparingly will also reap sparingly. Whoever sows generously will also reap generously. We want a good marriage, but we're very sparing 
in how we sow into that marriage and then wonder why our connection as a couple is so spotty. We're not consistently sowing into the relationship so the harvest is taking place in a consistent manner. One more time, let me help you to acknowledge with me how much we sow determines how much we reap. Now, I, I, I want to I show you how from a biblical worldview, this reality of this spiritual principle can differentiate from how a fallen world works. Let me just say that the quantity of what we sown is not determined by how much is sown, but how much we have to sow. Can I say that one more time? Listen very carefully. The quantity of what we've sown that's gonna determine the quantity of how much we'll harvest. The quantity of what we've sown isn't determined by how much has actually been sown, but by how much we actually have to sow. A, a classic example of that is in Mark chapter 12, verse 41 through verse 44. Jesus sits down opposite the place where the offerings were put at church, and he watched the crowd putting their money into the temple treasury and he says that many rich people threw in large amounts, but a poor widow came and put in two very small copper coins worth only a few cents. Calling his disciples to him, Jesus said, truly I tell you, this poor widow has put more into the treasury than all the others. They all gave out of their wealth, but she, out of her poverty, put in everything, all she had to live on. So you understand, the quantity of her sowing was greater than all of that, that those that were rich, those who had so much, happened to throw in. Not because of the size of their gift versus the size of her gift, but based on what they had to give. If we want that consistency, if we want that quantity of the rich uh, harvest we're expecting from God, we've got to be very consistent with it, and we've got to go all in, and we've got to trust God, and we've got to constantly be sowing, and we've got to sow our very best. The more we sow, the more Scripture says we'll come back to us in the form of harvest. So listen, the more we sow to the Spirit, the greater our spiritual harvest will be. The more kindness you shown, show will be the, the type of kindness that's gonna come back to you in return. The kind of compassion that you show. The kind of empathy you show others. That's how all of that is gonna come back to you emotionally, relationally, spiritually, in every regard. Just keep that in mind. I, for years, uh, when we first started out in ministry, was serving another man's vision. I served three pastors over the course of 15 years. I served for a number of years here at this church as the youth pastor. I served a wonderful man named Mike Lenny. And then we moved here and we served in Oklahoma. I served a great pastor there for a number of years. And then we moved to Atlanta, Georgia and served there for a number of years before ultimately coming back here to take up the reins uh, as the lead pastor here at Crossroads Church. When I was serving in student ministry, I thought that's all I would ever do. I never even imagined myself serving in a lead capacity like I have done now for over 20 years. I loved student ministry. I loved it. I thrived at it. 
it, it was all I was interested in doing. I would still be doing it today if God would let me get away with it. I, I loved working with young people. You know, I made so many mistakes when I was young, and I just love the idea that we can help young people not make those same mistakes themselves. And so Don and I loved that season of ministry but here's what I knew. I knew that as a student pastor, if I was going to achieve the vision that God had put in my heart, listen, I knew that I was going to have to have faithful men and women around me that would be loyal and would be hardworking and that would be all in to help us to achieve those goals. And so I sowed into that by serving my leader. I served my leaders well. I can stand here today, I'm telling you, with a conscience that is clear knowing I gave more than 100%. I, put, I was all in. I served those men faithfully, loyally. Um, and, and today, you saw an example as we acknowledged our six uh, pastors on our lead team here during the month of pastor appreciation. You saw an example of my harvest. These are people that God has placed into my life that are so faithful, so loyal, so hardworking, so gifted. What is that? That's a harvest on seeds that I sowed years ago, decades ago, that I'm still enjoying to this day. Now, you make that application in your own life. What seed do you need to be sowing right now in order to reap the kind of harvest that you know you need right now. It's so important that we see life that way, that life is a hour by hour, moment by moment, day by day cultivation of our future harvest. I'll give you one more example. Can I give you one more example of it? So right now, Olivia Sonier is in the back and she's working with presentations. She's putting all this stuff on the screen. And typically it's either Olivia or it's a, a, a wonderful lady named Teresa Darbone that's back there uh, running all of our presentation. And by the way, I am so grateful for the amazing presentation teams we have. Sound, lights, camera, media. Come on, they do a great job. Give them a great big God bless you, would you? So again, typically it's either Olivia who's back there today or it's Teresa. Teresa's not back there today because of a very specific reason. Months ago, my dear friend Gary Bentley was here representing uh, adult and teen challenge around the world. And he cast vision with us as a church for what they were doing. He gave us an opportunity to sow a financial seed into worldwide teen challenge efforts. And by the way, can I brag on you a little bit? We gave over $10,000 that day to help Teen Challenge around the world. Come on, give yourselves a great big hand. Amazing. That day, Gary also gave us an opportunity to kind of adopt a student, a young man or a young woman in the Adult Teen Challenge program that they're trying to get help. They're trying to, to get better. And so... God put it on Teresa's heart to adopt a student because at that time, she had a son who was away from God and had gotten caught up in addiction. And she was believing God for his salvation and his deliverance. She went back to the table and she asked the people that were working the table, give me a student that's right around this age. And she's told them the age of her own son. And they gave her a young man in the program about that age, and she began to sow, praying for that young man daily, 
uh, sending finances to help with the expenses month to month, showing up at different events where you know, he would be so that they could kind of cheer him on. She began to sow all of that in the life of a young man about the same age as her son. Now, can I tell you why Teresa's not here today? Because Teresa is down visiting her son in New Orleans who's in the Adult Teen Challenge program there, <laughs> saved and getting healthy again to the glory of, come on, somebody, whatever a man sows, that shall he also reap. There's a harvest coming on the seed we're willing to sow. Hey everyone, this is Pastor Jeff Abels and I just wanted to take a minute to thank you for joining us on our podcast today. Maybe the Holy Spirit has been dealing with your heart as you've listened to this message and you feel like you just need to get right with God. If you have no real assurance that you are right with God, if you cannot honestly say you've been living for God and you know that needs to change, I wanna invite you to receive Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior right now. You know, the Bible tells us that whoever calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. That means God loves you and God's ready to save you. He's just waiting on you to call on Him. Why don't you call on Him right now by praying a very simple prayer with me. I want you to repeat the words of this prayer after me. Let those words come right from your heart. Let's pray. Dear God, I come to you right now in the name of Jesus. I know that I'm a sinner. I know my sin separates me from God. And I don't want that. I believe in Jesus. I believe he died for me. I believe he rose again. Through faith in Jesus, I believe my life can change. So I ask you, Jesus, Come into my heart, forgive all my sin, and change my life. Be Lord of my life from this day forward. I don't live for me anymore or this world. God, I want to live for you. Help me to do that. And I thank you right now, even as I pray, according to your promise, my sin is all forgiven. I'm now right with God. I am saved. Thank you, God, for saving me. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, if you just prayed that prayer with me, we would really love to know about it. We'd love to give you some next steps to get you started on your brand new journey of faith. What I'd love for you to do is just text the word SAVED, S-A-V-E-D, to 337-222-3210. And someone will connect with you to provide you with some resources that I think will help you greatly. Again, just text the word SAVED, S-A-V-E-D, to 337-222-3210. Thanks again for joining us on the podcast today. And God bless richly bless you is our prayer for you.